0: John chapter 14. I have some wonderful scripture I want to read to you, and I often read this, places that I am. In John chapter 14, (coughs) beginning with verse 1, you've probably read this, may know it by heart. Let's see if I can remember a little of it. These are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas was there. Thomas said, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'll stick with Jesus, and yes, I'll stick with this King James Version that I've read and studied for all these years. And I'll always carry it with me. (coughs) All right. I've read you a lot of, or quoted you a lot of scripture, and you can read it like I quoted it to you. And in this, John 14, and these few verses that I quoted, there are such great promises encouraging people, there's strength reading this earth enlightenment and reading this scripture but of all that I brought to you from this book of John we'll not have time to touch on all of those things all the challenges and all of this but if you would direct your attention and this won't be hard to remember just look in John chapter 14 verse 1 And this is the first word let. Mm -hmm. Let. (laughs) Let's define that word so we'll know exactly where we are and where we're going. Jesus said that, this, he said, let. One word will describe this word let, and that is permit. Permit. That's what Jesus is asking. Let. Permit. All right. What are we going to let? Let me read you a little scripture more before I get back to this. In the book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 20, words of Jesus Christ again. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door. He's speaking to the Laodicean church at the end of the church age, they had grown so wicked, so far away from God. And he's speaking to them. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Picture him standing at the heart's door and knock. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him, and he with me. <coughs> what is he saying? This goes back to that little word before we're going to start. Let, permit. Jesus said, "You have not, because you ask not." Pleading with the church at this time, the Laodicean church, and. This is what I want us to do. Number one, on that little word, let, means permit. And this is for each and every one here. It's not just for a single this one or this group or that. But let, number one, let God. You might say, well, that, that doesn't sound right. Let God. There's some things you will never have in this life unless you come to that point in your life and you're willing to do it. Let God. What did we read a minute ago in the book of Revelation that the layout of sin church? He said, behold, I stand at the door knock. What is he wanting? He wants to enter into that heart. Why can he not enter into that heart Because that person, just like so many today, will not let him in. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. (coughs) Let God (coughs) do something for you. Number one, what is your need this morning? If you're here and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I'd like you to get acquainted with Jesus this morning. What do I have to do? The question has always been with his apostles. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. How can I be saved by the grace of God? Some people have different ideas on that. But I only know one way. And I find it here (laughs) in the pages of this precious old King James Bible that I carry. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Let God do something for you. You cannot save yourself. No one else can save you. Only Jesus Christ be coming into your life. And he can save your soul. Saved. How? What do I have to do? Let's, let's have some scripture to go with it. Romans chapter 10. Beginning with verse 8. Listen clearly and plainly. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 10. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Wanted it even a little more simple? If I could if I had only one verse in the Bible that I could keep, I would choose this one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Woo! God has everlasting life not just a short stay james said what is your life it's even as a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then it vanishes away but thanks be unto god through the lord jesus christ i not only have this time here and i treasure this time that i have each day each moment of my life I treasure it and I thank and I praise the Lord for it but I'm so thankful that I don't have just in this life the Bible said if in this life only we have hope in Christ we are all men most miserable that's why I encourage you this morning if you have never accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior this would be the perfect day of God speaking to your heart to come and to open your heart's door and say not just it and say, Lord, come into my heart and let God save your soul. Amen. I've made some good moves in my life. i made some bad ones. The best move I ever made in my life was June 23rd, 1968 when I bowed one Sunday evening and I called upon my Lord and Savior. You know why that I called upon him? was because of a man who witnessed to me and told me about the Lord and he opened his Bible to Romans chapter 10 and he read the scripture to me and he explained what I had to do and when the Holy Spirit was dealing with me, I knew exactly what to do and I bowed and I asked God that Sunday evening to forgive me and to save my soul. Let God do something for you if you're here and you're lost Now, let's don't just stop here. This is too broad a path to travel. We're just stopping at one place. If you're lost, it's a perfect time for God speaking to you. Let him do something for you. He will save your soul. But now, there's more needs than just that. There are many Christian people who are suffering today. Jesus said, I I am come that you might have life and that you might have it how." more abundantly. I want you to have life, and I want you to have abundant life. I don't want you to be dead. I am come that you might have life, and God wants you to be alive today, and I believe Christian people are alive, and they are enjoying life, and they are looking forward to the time when they'll leave this world, but there's more problems and more needs than just people being saved. There's no doubt in my mind, there is someone here this morning that you have needs. No one else knows about those needs, but only God knows that. But I'm so thankful that my God knows the thoughts and the intents of my heart. He knows how I'm standing, where I'm standing, and He knows that I believe in Him. But sometimes today in this world that we're living in, everywhere that you look, it's nothing but trouble and hardship, seems like. And somebody needs to take advantage of this. Let God do something for you. If you're lost, he'll save your soul this very day. If you're here and your heart is troubled. He said, where we started, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. There's people that will commit suicide, no doubt in my mind, this very day because they are not able to do this or won't do this. Let God do something for them. The troubles are too heavy. The load is too heavy to carry. The burden they just can't Deal with it. And all they have to do is come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You may be here this morning and your heart is heavy and nobody knows about it, but you and God, you may have needs that no one will ever know about, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If you're lost, let God do something for you. If you know somebody that's lost, pray for them. And God will bring them to that point. To where you stand at the heart's door. And pray that they will open that door and let God do something for them. There is no reason at all for anyone to leave this place of worship this morning in this good, precious, holy place where the Spirit of God is. And it's here this morning I can feel His presence here. There's no reason for anyone to leave with your heart troubled. There's no need for you to leave this building this morning and you brought your burdens maybe and you carry them off with you. Let God do something for you. He said, I'm come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So, with a little word let, Number one, let God. I'm pleading with you this morning. God's Holy Spirit is pleading. Let God do something for you. This can be the best day of your whole life that you've ever had. Let God do something for you. All right. That's why I can't get too far into scriptures at times. There's too much just a word to just get lost in it. Number one, let God do something for you. Number two, most people are willing, when God speaks, to do that at times. It gets a little harder to go on. Number two, let God do something. Remember, Jesus, when we started with him to lay out a sin church, said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Let God do something for you. Number two, let God do something through you are we willing to do that? Our people. He has soldiers here. He has soldiers all throughout this whole county and throughout this world. He just needs someone to say yes, God, do something for me, and then be willing to say yes, God, do something through me. Not just praying, Lord, help this, help that one. Do something through me. God's got a job for everyone. <clears throat> if you're here and you're a child of God this morning, if we'll just humble ourselves and present ourselves, he said, present your bodies to living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And you come willing and wanting to do it. God, do something through me. How could he work? Well, <clears throat> let's look at a few ways that God would work to do something, not just let them do it, Lord, or have this and that. I'm talking, it's personal, it's me. It's you as an individual. You can do great works. Miracles can be performed. God works through people. God can work through you if you'll say, do something through me in just a simple and beautiful way all right i was a man i I read of in the bible his name was philip (coughs) wonderful man of god preached the gospel where he was at this time i read of him in the bible philip just a man just one man (coughs) but yet (coughs) he knew the lord (coughs) God had saved his soul. He had come to the Lord, do something for me. And God had saved him. And now God's calling to him, let me do something through you. And he can in just some little simple and beautiful way. If we'll just kneel before him, be humble and obedient and say, yes, God, do something through me. So Philip was having a good time where he was, just actually having a revival. The church was growing, the church was happy. But then here comes a message. From the Lord. And for no apparent reason. Just a message. Came to Philip. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him. And he said. Go out into the desert. He could have said. Well that that sounds kind of strange. I'm comfortable where I am. We're having good meetings here. We're having a good time. But God spoke to him. He said. Let me do something through you. And he said to Philip, said, go out into the wilderness. And God can do, he, not can, he is each and every day of our life, I believe. He is bringing us opportunities. And the Bible said, it therefore have opportunity. Let us do good unto all men, especially unto those of the household of faith. Philip heard the message from God. Go out into the desert without questioning him. Without wondering, he just picks up and he goes off, not knowing where he's going, but knowing that he is and that the message is there. Let me do something through you, Philip. So he went out. (coughs) He went out into the desert, not knowing what he was looking for. It wasn't long till he looked and he saw, here comes a chariot. And here is a man in that chariot And God is speaking to him. Let me do something for you. But he doesn't know quite how to do it. He said, How one said, How can I accept some man should guide me? God works through people. Amen. And he spoke to this man, in the, uh, spoke to Philip, and then I was the eunuch. And he was riding along in the chariot. You know what he was doing? He was reading about the doorway to heaven, didn't know how to get in. He was reading in Isaiah. And when Philip saw him, the Holy Spirit encouraged him, join yourself to him. He ran up to the chariot, and he saw that he was reading, might even have heard him a little, and he spoke to him. He said, understand what thou readest. And he said, how can I? except?" Some man should guide me. Oh, thank God And we have a God that can take just an individual and he can turn this world around. That person can be you, that person can be me. Someone that's willing to say, yes, Lord, do something to me. Philip asked him, he said, understand that? what thou readest? He said, how could I, except some man should guide me? You know what Philip done? He got in the church with him and he preached Jesus to him. You know what that happened to give you a little touch of what happened? That man heard the word. You're begotten by the word, quickly by the spirit, and that Ethiopian eunuch was saved on that day when he left. He went on his way rejoicing and then old Philip, he was just caught away. A wonderful miracle was performed because somebody was willing, yes, God, do something for me. A miracle was performed because someone said, yes, God, do something through me. Now, God, sometimes let me just get a little closer with this on God doing something through us. Sometimes it can be so simple and beautiful and the results are so vivid. I mean, it's just unbelievable really, how God has worked and he's done something through you. But sometimes God may choose and it might not just be something that is simple or we willing to go all the way with the Lord. Sometimes he may call on us and it might not be simple. It might be a little more daring. Let's look at one. Oh, how I love God's word and how I love to read and study it. And how I love for God to touch my mind and my heart and bring it back through when I need it. So God had another need. Not just one person, but there was a lot of people that were lost. And they were in such bad shape. Every one of them was going to be destroyed. So there was a man by the name of Jonah. God called on Jonah and he said, Jonah, out of the blue. Jonah was God's man. Sometimes God has to really encourage us to do the things. But God called on Jonah and he said, Jonah, go down to Nineveh. Let me tell you something about him. Jonah or None of the rest of the people cared much about the city of Nineveh. Those people, they knew about them. But God called on Jonah, and he wanted him to go down to Nineveh. It was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. More than six score thousand people who could not discern between the right hand and the left. And it was critical what God was calling on him. The reason he needed it, those people that were down in Nineveh, yet 30 days and none of us shall be overthrown. They were all going to be destroyed. Now, it took, Jonah didn't just give in easily, but he tried to run from the Lord. We should never try to run from the Lord. He could have saved himself a lot of trouble, but yet God, after he dealt with him, after he was out in the ship and everything, he was swallowed by a great fish, that swallowed him there. And three days and three nights in the belly of the whale. And then he, he, he was the, the fish that God spoke to. He vomited Jonah up on the land. And Jonah was willing then. He so said, sometimes God has to encourage people. Sometimes he has to pressure people a little. You might say, would God do me like that? We're his children. Do you correct your children? God can correct us. Sometimes you don't want to do it, but you try to figure a way to give. Now, God can put us in a place where we're willing to do it. When God was through with Jonah, Jonah was willing. When the fish threw him up on dry land, then he went down, and he went a day's journey into that city, and he preached the word of God. And all of these thousands of people that were there, yet 30 days in Nineveh is going to be overthrown. They're going to be destroyed. Somebody, somewhere, their number's coming up. It's lost, no doubt, in my mind. And they don't know the Lord, never been saved. And somebody's number is coming up. And as it is appointed unto me, it wants to die. But after that, the judgment. Somebody, no doubt in my mind, will close their eyes today. Many people will leave this world, and they never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. Why do I preach, and why do I plead with people? Because the need is so great. The majority of the people who will leave the world this day, no doubt in my mind, they'll close their eyes in death here, and they'll lift their eyes in a literal and a burning hell. Amen. It's not just a little word, Hades. It is a word that is called hell. Amen. And it's eternal punishment forever and ever And people actually die and go to that place. Amen. Right. No wonder God pleads with his children. No wonder I preached the message, let God do something for you. Let God do something through you. Jonah reluctantly went on, but he finally got where God wanted him. He went there, and all the people were saved. They were spared. Later on in the year or so, you read on ahead, Nineveh was wiped out. But God had so many ways to work, just little simple ways, like Philip maybe a little more daring, like Jonah. Let me mention one more on this point, on letting God do something through you. Are you willing, we're willing to shout and to shine with him. Are you willing, if God calls on us, are we willing to suffer a little? Lord, I'll do it, but I don't, know so much about this suffering. Did Jesus suffer? Did the apostles suffer? Did the prophets suffer? God may call on us. And it might include a little suffering. It's not been too hard so far let God do something through you, or do something for you, and let God do something through you, but adding a little more to it. Are we willing to do a little suffering? I could take you through a trip uh, with a lot of people that suffered. Let me let you look at one. (laughs) And there was one, God needed someone desperately, and I was a teenager, I love to preach to the youth, I do, I love to preach to them. They're all so precious and so important in the work of God. I'm able to stand so many things. We might underestimate them at times, don't do that. They're precious in the eyes of God. I was one, a teenager, he was, at the time we pick up in his life, I believe as close as I can get in my reading and study, he was 17 years old. And God had done something for him. He believed and he trusted in God. God had been having him, given him dreams to have, giving him a little foresight out into the future of things that were going to happen. See, God could look ahead and he knows exactly what's going to happen. And God knew that there was a famine coming. And he knew that his children, Israel, there would be no food for them. They would be destroyed. But God called on a lad, 17-year-old. That's him, Joseph. Precious Joseph. You talk about a man. There, there's one to set a mark by. He, he was a just 17-year-old. And he didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but he stayed true to the Lord, it all bears it out. He's a wonderful and a great man, a strong man. But God spoke to him and told him ahead of time through the dreams what was going to happen. But quickly to go show you about him. Joseph, his brothers were jealous. They cast him into a pit, thinking about killing him. Then they decided against that, sold him into slavery. Went down into Egypt, a teenager, his adolescent years. Others are living life and going on. But God needed someone to let him do something through them, even though it might cause him a little suffering. I just wonder if I'm willing. I wonder if any of us are willing not only to let God do something through us, or for us and through us? Are we willing to do a little something if it includes personal suffering? Joseph went down into Egypt, sold into slavery. Had it made for a while then, cast into prison, 13 years old, and all of his years slipping away. And then at the age of 30 years, God, I could take a long story to get into it, and I'd love to, but don't have the time. God brought him through all of that in prison at the age of 30 years old. God delivered him from the prison and looked to what heights that he rose to. There in Egypt, in the prison, come through all of that, and he rose to second in Egypt, only to Pharaoh. He was over everything that was there. God bless him. Why was it necessary? Because God's children was going to starve to death for food. But because one man was willing to say yes, Lord, do something through me Sometimes I feel ashamed of all the things that I read and study. And God working through the life, yes, it took a little suffering, personal suffering, but they did it. Oh, that God would give me the grace and I would stand up and say, yes, Lord, do something through me. And not questioned by God. But Israel inspired a wonderful, beautiful story. They were delivered out of Egypt and all these wonderful things happened because a man was willing to say, yes, God. Not only do something for me, do something through me. Now I've got one more. I know I'm being lengthy this morning. But I've got one more thing to touch on this. And probably, this one will be hardest of all. <coughs> Listen carefully. Willing to do, let God do something through me, for me and through me. And then number three, this may be unthinkable. Let God do something without you. Let God do something without you. We might come to the place why well, I don't see how how God could ever get by if it wasn't for me. I believe you and I could rest assured that God can do something without me. He can do something without you. I heard a song years ago. It was a commercial on TV. A fisherman. Dancer, I believe, was his name. And the song was like this, this theme song. When the sun came up this morning, I took the time to watch it rise. And as its beauty drove the darkness from the skies, I thought how small and unimportant all my troubles seems to be. And how glad I am Another day is mine. Instead of Jesus said, "I'm coming that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly." Instead of enjoying life, sometimes we spend our days worrying and doubting, and our life is just miserable. Don't know how we're going to get by or anything else. Just so miserable, can't see any light. God can do something without you. This very morning when I woke up, I looked out my window and the sun had come up once again. And you know, I didn't have a thing to do with that. God did it all. I look all around me at the beauties of the creation And I didn't have a thing to do with that. God did it all. And even though some may think when I'm gone, the world's going to stop, the world will still keep turning because God can do something without us. He wants to work through us, but God can do something without us. Let me show you just how serious I am on this point. God can do so. You may be in a place sometime till you can't see any way any way out, know which way to turn, don't know what to do. And I, my wife and I come to that time one time in our life, <coughs> back in 95. The worst time of my entire life in 95, My youngest son, 24-year-old, married, had three children. My son was killed. Death had never invaded our family. I've never experienced anything Mm -hmm. as that. And I didn't, if it had not been for the Lord, I could not. I've been strong, but I could not have made it through but there came a time in my life, in my and my wife's, and I've told this very few times, but we had wept uncontrollably. And we'd come to the place after days. There were no more tears. I couldn't weep. Neither of us could shed any more tears. We didn't have any. we would come to the place in our life. I've thought about it and I would characterize it in this way that we were. One day we were, I mean just, there's no way to explain it, it was so horrible. But one day, it passed and then that evening and time it was time to go to bed and both of us started to go to the room to go to bed. Wasn't no, really no reason to, because sleep was out of the question. I couldn't weep; I had no tears. Neither did she. We had nothing. I mean, we were just just sat far down. Nothing. And I thought of it like this too. She and I were just like two little ships lost in the vastness of life's sea. We both lay down in the bed, neither spoke a word. We had no words to speak. Really, no hope. No, I was just overwhelmed more than I could handle. I couldn't do anything. She couldn't do anything. But I learned my God can do something without me. We both lay down at night. Neither spoke a word. Sleep was out of the question. I knew I couldn't sleep. Neither did she. But to our amazement, I'll never have another day like this, I, I hope I, one way, but to our amazement, both of us, we both lay down, never spoke a word, and the next instant, I opened my eyes and the day had help. God did something without us see he can do without me but I can't do without him but God touched us the Holy Spirit came by and I don't even remember neither of us remember when we went to sleep all I remember is so far down Nothing. And then I opened my eyes, and the whole night had passed, and the world was still turning. And God did something without me. If I get to the place, I can't do anything. My God can. not Amen. I know. Let me quote you just a little moment. Now I'll try to hush after this. A little hard to hush this morning. But this is some of my favorite scripture. I know in whom I have believed. Yes. And I am persuaded He's able to keep that that I have committed unto Him yes. against yes. that day. Yes. Yes. Woo! Yes. God is real. Jesus is real. Salvation is real. The yes. Holy Spirit is real. I feel Him in my heart and in my soul. And He's always with me. Amen. Yes. Yes. Usually do a little different, but Mike, I want you to come on and give the invitation. And you mind the Lord this morning. Let God do something through you for you, through you.